What's going on, everybody? We are the Push Podcast, and we are back from our little short little hiatus. Yeah, we took a break. It wasn't really intentional. For the holidays. It was intentional on my end. We're going to say it's the holidays. That's what it is. Yeah. That way, but, uh, that way I don't bury you. But, but yeah, we're back in a huge way. We're not going to plug ourselves for 20 minutes like we normally do. We're going to jump right into the guest of honor. And we are here with soon to be the hottest free agent in professional wrestling. Currently uh, residing in Impact Wrestling. And we have Ethan Page. Thank you so, so much for coming on. How are What's you? What's up? I'm good. I'm. I am kind of upset. You warned me about that intro. I think I would have rather just enjoyed it naturally. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> saying. I was like, man, with uh, an oh air well. guitar. And what Dude, you, yeah. As soon as he started with the air guitar, I was like, oh, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> yeah. See, that's this guy, he always does that. He always ruins the surprise, but that's okay. Sorry. And, he, he, and he always over professional. I know, and then he always gets proven right, and I'm always like, damn it. <laughs> like, no, nah, man. Th- that's half the fun is just to throw that at people and be like, oh, we're that's what we're doing. All right. We're like those guys. What interview did I just accept? That's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, shit. What, am I, what did I get myself into? Oh, my God. I thought these guys were professional. Nah, well, well we look, that's just one more vote in your favor, cast. when we do the, you, the next time around. This is, I'll, this is it. That's how we go now. We're, we're setting a precedent. But anyway, look, there is probably a there, – there there's so many different questions that we can ask you because you're sure. – the the such a hot name in just you know what's uh buzzworthy right now because of your your contract status everything that's going on with you and, and your legendary tag team partner and uh before we get into any of that i would love to be able to talk to you about a project that you started from the ground up alpha one wrestling yeah okay and uh if we could talk a little bit about that because you're barely in your 30s and i'm gonna say barely like a lot because we're pretty much the same age so i do that kind of you know just to reassure myself that i'm not that old <laughs> we're not old if you're no. 30 i'm 31 exactly i just turned 30 I'm myself group, man i'm yeah. like 37 i'm the old guy here see he's barely you see barely 40 <laughs> yeah but Pushing uh it, but. but i i also say that to highlight just how young you were when you started this off the ground. Uh, this has been around since 2010, and this is this is your baby, correct? Yeah, I think I was like 19 or 18. I can't remember the exact age when I started off the one, but yeah, I was just about turning 20, and uh, I wanted to bring wrestling to my hometown that wasn't embarrassing. I was uh, inviting my family to a show that cost $2 at a bar – uh, that would draw maybe 20 fans. And I was just like, man, I watched the coolest wrestling in America, independent wrestling with all these amazing people. Why can't I just pay them to come to my hometown and run wrestling shows? So that's exactly what I did. <laughs> and, you know, when you started it, did you have any kind of big visions in mind? Like, I'm going to take this to a grandiose level, or did you really kind of just think you know this will be something fun that we could do at home and, and bring cool wrestling to our hometown honestly i th- i feel like uh, everyone around me had bigger visions for alpha one than i ever have and still to this day people have bigger visions than i ever will i just kind of go with the flow naturally and once i started to notice that people were behind it and it was growing 
I'm just going with what I felt the company was capable of step by step, not really like setting goals in the long term. To me, it was a great creative outlet. So that was mostly what I focused on was like the writing and the booking. Um, but I had to do everything else just to be able to do that. So I had to make sure we had the ring, the talent, the staff, drinks, food, whatever. Literally everything had to go through me. Uh, but my favorite part was writing and producing. To to have such a, a well-rounded background and what really is the overall uh, breakdown of the industry and not just in-ring wrestling and, and talking on the mic from such an early age, do you feel that that gives you uh, more of an advantage going into your free agency period now? Or, or do you think it's something that maybe you have to uh, deal with a little bit of a frustration that you have so much that you've already done and so much that you can provide um, as you're at the negotiation table? I like wish I could give you my honest answer to this, like my real opinion, but I can't. Cause it's like, I think, I, th I think it's also intimidating to a lot of people. Uh, all of the things that I can do or have done or have accomplished when I wasn't supposed to. So I, not that it hurts me, but I feel like it's threatening to some people. Um, so letting someone like that into your company, knowing that they're put in a position that you don't want them to succeed, which is literally every position I've ever been given when I first walk into a place. Um, it happened to me at Evolve. It happened to me at Impact. Uh, but I've proven like in multiple cases to kind of steer my own ship and make my own success. So I find that that either rubs people the wrong way or they could see potential and like a benefit in having someone that's that uh, self-motivated on their roster. Um, so to give you like a generalized answer is kind of tough for that question. Well, you know, you could, uh, I think the answer might just even be in the, the facts without you having to give an opinion because, like you said, it's one thing to be able to get that recognition when you go into these other companies, but there's no way to look at it as you booking yourself into a shoot or anything like that when you're uh, in your own promotion because you won uh, tag team titles back in 2018 and your tag partner was Cody Rhodes. Right. And ironically, you, you beat your your uh your legendary partner josh alexander uh in yeah. that match but yeah the you know cody rhodes to to come into alpha one and to provide his name to that and to you know not not to say give you the rub but to be able to be a part of something with you uh in a title reign that says it in and of itself because cody isn't going to do that unless it looks good to him as well so if right. you're just doing something for yourself there's no benefit to that and that's the kind of the factual you know un un uh, undebatable background that really lends itself to the work that you've already put in um but at the same time it's funny to see that you're have such a long history with josh and now with everything that you've done maybe just bouncing forward a little bit because I, I do want to go back to alpha one because it's so cool um but it's it's cool to see how your career has kind of always had josh around it somehow in one way or uh, or another no matter where you were but now the North has become so big. It's a brand name. It's one of, if not the biggest tag team in wrestling. Do you feel right now where you're at that 
the North is the kind of thing where it's it's too big to break it up, or do you feel like Ethan Page is too big to fail with or without the North at this point? I'll say both. I mean, uh, everybody loves a reunion, so if Impact's not the place where I land in 2021, I I've been giving fans my word, um, and obviously this is professional wrestling, so take whatever I say with a grain of salt. But I will never turn my back on Josh, and Josh will never never turn his back on me. So if yeah, you guys also have to understand too, and we were a team before Impact. We decided a team before Impact. We created this team before Impact. We invested in each other as performers, partners, uh, road travelers before Impact. All this is before Impact. So if you think for one effing second we are going to let Impact dictate whether we break up or we don't or whatever, you're out of your damn mind. <laughs> so I'm, I'm telling you guys, to, and, I, and I, everyone watched – final resolution and they everyone saw my mental breakdown whatever it doesn't matter i'm telling you guys whichever way this goes the north are not splitting wherever i land in 2021 we are not breaking up uh that's my best friend in real life that's my best friend on screen off screen so this is not something that i'm willing to like toy with to make a couple dollars in the entertainment industry so <laughs> that makes uh, me so me too yeah, so yes. like, yeah. And, 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 and like I said, like wherever I end up, wherever, whatever happens in many years to come, uh, if, if, if I stay in impact, the North or the North, we're the best. Like there's so much we still can do and there's so much we will do. Or if I end up somewhere else, he might end up there in a couple of years. This is so, this is a forever friendship and the friendship is tied to the tag team. So, uh, it's something that we're, we, we will choose what happens with um it's not just the name it's more than just the name we were the monster mafia before mm-hmm. we're the north now we can be whatever ass kissers number one and ass kissers number two it doesn't matter it's josh alexander ethan page that is the magic it's not uh the logo or like you were saying like the brand of of the north is worth a lot and to go back to the second part of your question is ethan page able to succeed on his own what are you what are you nuts Dude, obviously, right? What the hell kind of question yeah. is that? I know that, man. I'm I'm trying to push. I'm trying to put you it gotta, out there for you. <laughs> you got to think. You got to think. Well, so, oh, so this is just you're just lobbing me one for a home run. Yeah, that was a softball. That was not softball. that you uh, need it. He's buttering you up. He's buttering you up for the hard ones later. You have to think. Mine and Josh Alexander's careers have literally gone uh, parallel at points, but in opposite directions at points. We've tagged in Ring of Honor. We've tagged in PWG. We've tagged and evolve. All in between, we have separated. Not broken up, separated. So I had my entire run in Evolve Wrestling without Josh Alexander. Yeah. So the proof is in the pudding. Right. And trust me, I looked like I ate a lot of pudding back then. And you're going to tell me if I could succeed <laughs> with the body that I had those years ago, I can't do it now, looking like a statue are you at i look like a superhero bro look at look at his face dude look at that Chisel. i don't want to uh i don't want to come on too strong but yeah i mean i mean hell yeah yeah i'm just Absolutely. saying exactly <laughs> the time is now ethan page like you said is the hottest free agent come january 1st so uh yeah i think if the north 
are to take time apart. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and Ethan Page will be a, a big success, but so will Josh Alexander. And when the time comes, we will come back together or we'll never split up. This is a decision that the two of us are making, not anyone else. So everyone else can just butt their asses out of my business. <laughs> but yeah, the North, the North is good. Don't worry. The, nice. the, the fan in me couldn't be more happy with the answer that you just provided because you really could have went either way with there where with that. And cause you're right. And, and the proof is in the pudding when you say you've done so much without him as a singles, you've already wrestled all of the top stars in the, in America, in North America, across the board, across any, you know, company that you want to talk about, whether it be yeah. impact ROH, um, AEW, uh, NXT, yeah. like all of the ones that people watch, you've already wrestled these people and have been for years. And yeah. you are obviously a big hand in Alpha One. So you always have that outlet for any other wrestler that's tied up in any other company. But to know that the bond, the real life friendship, brotherly bond that you have with Josh is that strong where you're going to be like, no BS, give that answer that no, like regardless of what happens, he's going to play into my decision-making when I go to the negotiation table, if for no other reason than to not screw him over and leave him out in the wind. When uh, everything kind of plays out in the next couple months and we know what Ethan Page is doing in 2021, there's a lot of details that I'll be happy to share with the world when it comes to things that I was very firm on. And, uh, when it comes to the North, that was a big, like, it holds a very special place in my heart. And it was a decision that we both made to team to help our careers at a very, very crucial and early point, uh, in both of our careers. So yeah, the value of that never left my mind when it came time to thinking about what I was going to do in the future. Um, yeah. It's uh, I'm sure the, the weight of it isn't lost on you, but it's such a monument. It's, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm kind of stroking your, no pun intended. I'm stroking your ego here when I say this, but it's almost like wrestling's version of when LeBron did the decision because there's so much at stake, no matter what you choose, you're walking away from so much that you've already built up if you were to leave impact right now. But there's so many possibilities and so much to be gained if you go to WWE or NXT, if you know, if you go to our um, ROH or if you go anywhere else, AEW, wherever. Um, do you watch any of these promotions that you're not involved in closely while you're so invested in what you're doing? Uh, or is it kind of just you follow along with what's going on? Uh, the minutes. I knew that it was coming up to start negotiating with impact. I started watching everything. Um, I started watching everything just to prepare myself to start to mentally even picture myself working in any of these other places uh, with whatever talent they had with their production, um, literally everything who I'd mesh well with in the ring uh, in segments backstage. So yeah, I watch it all. And, uh, Man, I like, I know you said like, oh, you don't want to stroke my ego or whatever. Do it. Because I I went out of my way to, I don't want to say like, make all this happen because the the buzz has been amazing. And uh, I, I've been seeing not my numbers grow on all my social media platforms. Um, my YouTube channel is exploding. It's all 
kind of happening in this weird, perfect storm. I, I can't explain it to you guys, but I did plan all of this um, back in June, right before we did Slammiversary. This was all part of, I knew, I knew that six months this was all going to happen and I was going to be in this position and I did not want to waste literally a second. So I haven't uh, wasted any time. I've, I've literally been picturing being in this position and being very selective with the interviews and very selective with what I tweet, what I post, who I talk to about any of this stuff. Um, so yeah, so please stroke no, my ego all, all you I, want. I really appreciate <laughs> that, man. That makes me feel good too. So you're yeah. getting back. So thank you for that. No, no worries. <laughs> And I will, I will stroke your ego here because it's such a crucial moment. And look, it's, I'm a fan, so you can take anything I say with a grain of salt, you know? What do I know? But from my eyes and from my perspective, it seems like it's just such a crucial moment in any wrestler's career to basically utilize this time to cash in as much as possible on the, the profile of work that you've already put out there and to make sure that you don't get Scotty Pippen and, you know, outdo, outdo your salary. So, Oh, oh are you kidding me? <laughs> That's amazing. Look at this guy. That's awesome. He's got, hold on. He's got something for you to think too. I'm Boom. <laughs> that was so unplanned too. Yeah. Mine says all ego though. That's oh, but great. that's that's great because I am the Scotty Pippen of pro wrestling. I've been the most underpaid professional wrestler uh, in the last three years. I think I'm world world champion material, and I've been very vocal about Hands it. Down. So now it's time to renegotiate. You know, <laughs> and, yeah. and look, man, it's not just you in your own head thinking that it's not just the the fanboy uh, podcasters that are just thrilled to be able to get you on their show. People that matter feel the same way we were lucky enough to have ftr on a while back and and they said first name out of their mouth was that they wanted to uh with when they left nxt they wanted to wrestle the north and look whether it's the north whether it's the the monster mafia or whether it's you with or without anybody else that means that you are wanted by what everybody else has already paid out to be you know, the top guys. So clearly the people that matter think that you're on that top echelon as well. And you should get paid that way. And it's, uh, it's really cool to think that as young as you are, you've had such a diverse profile with literally you put on any major wrestling TV show in North America and you've already worked programs and had great matches in the ring with all of them. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano. I have a bunch. Uh, our our boy Joseph. Our, oh my God! I, I as much as I love him, I can't not screw up Gregory Iron. I don't know why. <laughs> Dude, he does it every I, time. I, I know, like, and that's why it makes me so much more mad every time I do it because he doesn't. He probably deserve hates it. it too. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Greg probably hates. And it. I, I always make it a point to call him out for doing it because i know that it's like a pet peeve of greg's as well people always screw up his name i so after this is such a side story but it's it'll put some love on greg i uh after i left evolve i kind of uh was in limbo when i was signed to impact because i was waiting on visa paperwork and at the time i didn't really have that much american exposure so they had to convince the american government that i was worthy of this paperwork and yada 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 so 
during this time, I started traveling. You yada yada over the best part. Yeah, I know. So, uh, whatever. We ended up getting the paperwork. Um, but then I just had a work visa and essentially was just working in America under, under contract to impact, but not on TV. They were waiting for something to bring me back. This is post Chandler park. So during this time I had two tours of Japan for DDT pro. I traveled, uh, to and from the UK for Southside wrestling at the time they ended up getting bought out by uh, rev pro. But, um, at the time I was their world champion in England and me and Greg had a match in front of maybe like a hundred something people in Oshawa, Ontario for my promotion alpha one. One of my favorite matches during one of the worst times of my career. Like I was in the worst shape probably uh, just super depressed. Cause I had this contract, but I wasn't on TV and I was finally had this visa, but like zero exposure where right before I was in evolve and had all this exposure, all this buzz, they were working with WWE, but no paperwork. So it was like a complete 180. And uh, every time I think about Greg, I think about that match because I body slammed him off the top rope <laughs> and he was so scared, <laughs> but it's all, it's on YouTube. So go check that out. It's uh, awesome. one of my favorite matches of that year and that time in my career. And it was a title match for Southside wrestling. Well, he's well, mentioned that of, too. Oh, well, yeah, that Greg, match? We might be saying um, the same thing. Here. I was going to say uh, Greg, one of my favorite matches Greg did was working with, for your for Alpha One against Ricky Shane Page, that uh, yep. dog collar match, man, I, that's yep. one of my favorite yeah. matches of all time. And yeah, I always they, tell him that too, and I just love that it was for you as well. So it was like a perfect way to get. That was just such a good story. Like when you're talking about your storytelling and producing, that was just one of the things that I wanted to touch on. Was like that program was great, and the blow off, well, the payoff you, for that match too. Like such a good way to do it. So, and like and, people would. I'm sorry to cut you off. But no, people would just, always kind of give me flack, like do you really think this is a good idea to have this storyline go for an, a year and three months or whatever? And so I would, worth it. Yeah. I, I, I think so too, especially when you're coming from something that, okay, look, if we're doing weekly TV, then yeah, obviously that's going to be condensed because you don't have to wait four yeah. to six weeks to go to alpha one wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Um, but since that's the case, I still want long form storytelling. I still want nuances. I still want details. I still want foreshadowing. I still want all of this like emotional weight so that when the time comes for these matches, like there's, there's been reactions uh, in alpha one from the live crowd that I would compare to like arena wrestling just because of like the energy that it's giving off. It's literally like the hard cam is shaking because the walls are shaking because they're so happy that Ruby Riot just pinned Josh Alexander for the alpha male title. There's like, um, like I had, <laughs> I had evil space monkey versus regular space monkey and my crowd cared about it. <laughs> so like, everybody it's should all, care it, about that. It's a classic get, to get your tale. audience to invest is a, is a, is a lost art now because right. like you said there's no it's and i think it's long-term storytelling that does that and when it's rushed you have no you have nothing to invest in so right. being able to do what that I, that's I, I agree with you if you don't draw it out like it's just i, I think it's well, there, not worth you it. have to think you have to think about two things too like like i i'm i understand there's that dream match style booking i also understand that people have short attention spans but you also have to like make your world smaller. You have to understand that there's people that are going to take the bus to this show once a month. And it's literally the one thing that they look forward to doing. 
you have to understand that a ticket to a movie is now 20 something dollars, but you can go to alpha one for 15. Uh, so like you're providing your community with something. It does not have to be like a pop-up show where ah, I'll just throw some matches out there and hopefully they enjoy the wrestling. It's like, no, no, no. Every single Alpha One show ever, 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 I have ever, ever, ever done, I will give you at least one reason to come to the next one. Minimum. Minimum. I mean, that's smart business. Like, why would you, you, have why would to, you yeah. not do that? You have to hook them and make them come back. I mean, that's you what you're there to. for. So. You have to. And that's your job. <laughs> and, and if you think about it, even when we were younger, which, like I said, it was in, maybe not for Cass, but for the rest of us in this thread here, it wasn't all that long ago when we were young. And even then, there was such a, a limitation to what you had available to you to watch. And even if you wanted to get that, you know, outside different type of uh wrestling you really had to search out for it and do the the tape swapping which Cass, i know you're you're uh familiar God, with i lived by, by that when i was a kid but man any anymore anybody with wi-fi and a device has that uh open to them so more now than ever you really uh need to cater to that uh that you know, cult culture where people really want to sink their teeth into one thing instead of just being overwhelmed with the oversaturation of everything. And yours is one promotion that so many people have. And, and Gregory Iron is one of them. He, he said if he ever gets signed to a, a major contract, the, the one promotion that he would want to make sure that he still has flexibility to come back to and do on the indies is yours, is Alpha One. Mm. Um, so that's not just it's not just us stroking your ego. It's, it's like you said, man, it's, it's there in the facts. And I'm happy to hear that from what you're saying, it sounds like impact still has a chance at re-signing you. They're still in the mix. And I think they would be very unwise to let you go right now. Um, but do you, do you, do you feel that there's more of a reason to stay now that it looks like, the big knock with impact being that they're not on a major network and they don't have that national exposure seems to be getting a little bit alleviated with this crossover that seems to be happening with AEW. Uh, I, I don't really care. That was a stupid. Okay. <laughs> no, no offense. Nah. I mean, uh, impacts ratings has nothing to do with my paycheck. Yeah. So, okay. and, 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 and where it airs has nothing to do with my paycheck. Um, I like, I remember, I remember when Twitch started and this was a big thing for impact and everyone was kind of just like, this is, what do you mean? You're going to stream it on the internet. And in their minds, it's like, oh, this is so lame. Now look, yeah. it's like years later, I remember sitting in a meeting in Nashville before we did, uh, the homecoming pay-per-view where I did the ultimate X and the president of impact ed nordham was there telling everyone about twitch and it was like fake excitement because people had no clue what it was and i remember putting my hand up and being like wait a minute so if you have internet you have impact everyone's like oh that's great that's a great catchphrase wow that's awesome but in my head i'm thinking like this is great yeah literally right? you're telling me essentially anyone in the world can watch the show for free this is it's better than tv and now that we're all stuck in our houses <laughs> in yeah. 2020 uh and, we'll, and you guys saw like 
their Twitch numbers, I think, hit 50-something thousand people watching live. And it's not just Huge watching live. Week, yeah. You're talking about interaction online, people like mm-hmm. social media accounts attached to all this stuff. It's people watching now on their personal devices, not their TVs. So right. yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a completely different world. But to go back to your question, I, I don't care. It's, okay. it's very cool. I love the interaction I, uh, between AEW and Impact. And I've personally noticed so much um, of the benefit and the rub from AEW to Impact and the Impact talent and the exposure that it's brought in so many of us uh, is amazing. And I'm very happy about that. But that doesn't increase anything in my life other than like clout <laughs> if that makes sense so yeah, no, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah that doesn't like sway me one way or the other i uh, i totally understand that and if you were to leave impact then you would be stepping out on your own but you know to do to do so wouldn't be anything new for you you've uh, as as you said before you've already established yourself as a as a main event singles competitor and you've also established yourself as a as a serious tag team uh competitor without josh alexander so do you think that if you were to step away from impact or hell even if you stay with impact do you feel that there's any merit to continuing as a tag team competitor or are you ready to get back to um you know ethan page the singles competitor if it's not with josh i wouldn't want it to be with anyone um i mean unless it's the rock sure that'd be great uh but yeah i mean i would say josh alexander will be my tag team partner forever so um to kind of try and invest something new with someone else would seem a little bit silly yeah okay what about a evil josh alexander (laughs) (laughs) yeah get get me uh like a reverse josh alexander yeah Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you what, if there's a way that we can do it legally with contracts to be able to get him wherever you are while still with impact, you let me know. I'll put in, I'll do it pro bono and hey, we'll put in the work yeah, to make it happen. He's a, he's, he's going to be a lawyer. He's a, my, he's my legal counsel. So, oh. you know, you need, yeah. You need lawyering done. Lawyering. <laughs> lawyer ish. <laughs> lawyer ish is the most carny wrestling thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so you That's know what? Awesome. You sound perfect for the job. He's, yeah, he's got it. Go. He's in. Yeah. So uh, I uh, want to mention there's one tag team on the Indies that I freaking love, and they've mentioned you as well. Have you ever heard of the Koloff Dynasty? The Koloff Dynasty. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I, yes, I have. Okay, and they Nikita's uh, boys, yeah. Nikita's got a new tag team he manages, and they are the 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 new evolution of of the Koloff dynasty. And uh, they mentioned that they wanted to take a shot at at uh, the North and and take a shot at you. And I guess if they're not on the tip of your tongue, they're probably not somebody that you have in the forefront of your mind when you're thinking of new competitors. Uh, okay. But I was I was hoping to get a soundbite, if possible. And see I mean, <laughs> I'll, we, Josh and I will take on all challengers. You have to look at our schedules before the pandemic, our schedules compared to others in on the impact roster. We were taking our titles and defending them all over North America. We were working the local teams, the best teams in all the promotions that we could. Um, and I truly believe that if this stuff didn't happen, we still would have been doing that on an international level. We were supposed to go out for Fight Club Pro in England and take part in their tag team tournament. 
while we were Impact World Tag Team Champions. So, um, yeah, I mean, if those dudes want to have a tag match, sure. <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not turning at, down anybody. The uh, the increase the uh, sharing of talent exposure between Impact and AEW over just the past two weeks or so um, really adds a whole different wrinkle of uh, intrigue to your specific situation because, sure. you know, one thing that I think AEW fans boast the most about AEW is the, the strength of their tag team division. And I think, you know, one thing that people would consider to be the dream would be for the North to be able to wrestle all these AEW tag teams. If you walk away that, you know, and, and end up in AEW, that always, like you said, down the line could still be uh, a possibility. But if you stay in impact, that could still somehow be a possibility. So it's, uh, it's funny. Listen, how it's fun works. to play. It's fun to play dream booker right now with Ethan Page's yeah. life. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Especially if you're Ethan freaking page, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, look, no, you do not want to be me. This has been easily the most, uh, mentally and emotionally stressful thing that I've ever done in my life. Uh, and my wife could probably say the same thing for her and she didn't have to do any of the work. So it's like, we're, we're both just like, she's so invested because she's been with me for seven or eight years now with while I've been wrestling. Um, so she knows how much work has gone into this. So, for us to be able to be in a position like this, kind of essentially hoping for the best. Um, yeah, it's not fun. So don't be, don't want to be me. Trust me. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's a good point too, because you are, you know, behind it all, you are a family man. You're, you're married, you, um, you have a family and uh, that's really the only thing that really, when it comes down to it uh, matters the most when you're making these well, financial yeah. decisions. That's why, like, when you're asking me about does Impact and AEW working together sway me in any way, it's like, no. I got to stare at my kid and my wife every single day. Uh, and these are the people that I care about the most and need to take care of. So mm -hmm. that is really the thing that's going to sway me one way or the other. Uh, sure. Kind of what's written on this paper or what stories being told, it's not, it's not really a contributing factor. Not at the moment, anyways. Whenever I'm lucky to, or whenever we're lucky enough to land these types of conversations, I never want to be the first person to mention, oh, your wife or your kids or anything oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, on yeah. Air. But once you mention, I mean, really, man, that's, that's, that's really the only thing that matters. And it's so, like you said, it's so awesome to see that even though I'm still a freaking 30-year-old child, that you have a background that looks just the same and you're my age and you have it all together. So <laughs> there's still some hope for me, but no, nah, hey, I'm like, you know, my, like, listen, Dusty Rhodes was the modern man. I would say this nerd stuff is the modern man now. <laughs> I agree. Like, Obviously. But, but it, but it, yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, I would say it's like late eighties, early nineties kids uh, yeah. that are kind of going with this pop culture movement. And yeah, like this is what makes me happy. Like I'm not a partier. I'm not like a drinker. I just, I don't know. I like watching cartoons, reading comic books, playing video games, playing toys with my kid. I, I don't know. This is the stuff that I like to surround myself with. So, mm -hmm. uh, but you can do this and have a career and a wife and a kid and, 
hey, these days you're more likely to have a career and a wife and kids if that's how you're spending your free time than if you're going out and partying. Like, JR got a lot of heat for a comment he made about that. Like, you're safer to just order a pizza and smoke a joint and stay in your hotel room than go out to the bar. But it's like, he's not wrong. He's not you know wrong what at I mean? all. No. Especially when everybody's got a camera and a negative attitude and, you know, uh, a boredom to want to just put people on blast in a negative manner. So, all right, listen, I'm just staying home, hanging out with my wife, doing some toy hunting. That's it. <laughs> working on your karate? Yeah, working on my karate, my hard body. That's it. Because I, I got to ask you, man, is there any chance that Karate Man comes back depending on, you know, where, where you land? Well, look, here's the thing. Karate Man is mine. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's uh, played by Julian Original. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a character that's kind of got a life of its own. Um, no allegiance to any place. So, I mean, I don't want to say it's not possible that, I mean, sorry, I don't want to say it's impossible because it's not like he could show up anywhere and do anything. Uh, I think it's one of those characters that is going to freely just pass through as many places as possible. Like he just showed up at talking shop of mania. Um, Mm -hmm. He's always popping up through my vlogs and stuff like that. And there's YouTube specials and Twitter videos and, I, I just – he's had matches at independent wrestling events against UFC fighters. Uh, and you can see this on your YouTube channel, which you also can find directly in the link to your Twitter, which you yeah. can find at official EGO. There you go. So thank you, man. But, yeah, it's uh, – Karate Man, I think, is going to – like it already has, kind of have a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to – be super interesting over the course of time to kind of see like how the character evolves and where it pops up. And I was telling my wife the other night that in like a dream scenario, by the end of 2021, I'll be able to do like a legitimate short film uh, for the karate man, either like an origin story or I don't know, like 30 to 45 minute movie and have a crew and actually like, go all out and actually do and produce something legit uh, instead of kind of just me putting it on a tripod or giving some kid 20 bucks to film it and then hoping I can like masterfully edit some stuff together, which I have on youtube.com slash Ethan page vlog. But uh, yeah, so I, I personally love the karate man and I'll go out of my way to make sure that it never dies. And it's like a, a thing that'll stay around forever. Um, so yeah, <laughs> karate man safe. Karate yeah. Man is safe. That makes me so happy. And I, 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 I personally, I personally would love to see Karate Man show up in some BTE segments. Like, I just think that'd be great. Like, you know, fantasy booking we were doing earlier. So if we're talking about stuff that could happen, I think that would be some hilarious and good content as well. Dude, if we're talking about fantasy booking scenarios, I want to see Karate Man in Cobra Kai in the new <laughs> season of Cobra Kai. That's what that's what Dude. that's what all of North this America. Show, this needs. show's really a Cobra Kai podcast. We it's kind true. of we didn't we kind of lied to get you on. This is really what the show's about. So I I haven't seen the show. Oh, oh. bro, you have to you have to everyone has been saying. I was just talking to one of my buddies about this today. He was saying I need to watch it. If there's one thing you take away from this show, I hope it's that. You, when you watch the show, you think of us and remember that we told you you need to watch that show because it's I one will. of our favorites. It's so good. Yeah, I'm not I buying will. it. I'll... I'm not yeah, buying yeah. it. You're, <laughs> you're a heel at heart. I'm going to be 
calling you out so hard if come January when the new season comes out in like the third episode you just see you go into town as Karate I, Man. <laughs> I'm like, I knew it. He was playing all of us all along. I, prom- was- I promise. I promise. I promise. I've never seen it, and it, because <sighs> it bothers me that people think that the Karate Man is like right. a derivative Play. of it, uh, but it's I it's not. It's literally Jean Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport. Right. And I had to do it on a budget. That's it. That's perfect. And I don't want you to think that we're making it derivative either. We're just no, 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 really no, no. Yeah, big no. Oh, yeah. Cobra Kai fans. <laughs> yeah. It's a thing. Uh, did you ever watch the original movies? The Cobra Kai oh, kids? If then you like them, show. it's so campy and like, pays homage to the movies in the right ways without like diminishing the the story writing itself you know oh okay so yeah, yeah a lot of people said it's like not even a reboot it's a continuation it's, it's, it's a 30 years story. yeah 30 years after you get to see what johnny lawrence's life's been like since he lost the all valley tournament and it's like oh shit how he's been haunted by larusso his entire life since it's just and how Damn. they can't escape each other it's great man it's really good i'm gonna check it out you have to. I can't wait for this new season. We had a whole episode where we talked spoilers for the next season, so it's a it's a big part of us. <laughs> I uh, I want to get back to you though, because we, yeah, we steady push we, Cobra Kai, but <laughs> we get all off topic here. We we dive left and right. So is uh now that you're you're at this, you, and you can use this as a way to you know add f- uh, fuel to your own fire. But is there anybody that you may be chomping at the bit to that you haven't been able to compete with or get in the ring and, and perform with uh, for contractual reasons that now that may become a possibility? I mean, everyone wants to see us versus FTR. So if there's any way of making that happen, just so that people stop effing tweeting me about it, it would be <laughs> amazing. Also, they're very ignorant when they tweet at us. Uh, they really think they're the best tag team in the world. And it's like kind of annoying. So I would love the North versus FTR. Um, and I know they would love it. I just don't think that they would love the result. Um, but at the end of the day, we don't know the result until the match happens. So, but yeah, I mean, let's just get it out of the way. I'd love to see that. I'd be torn though, because I, I always like Dom knows when we do our predictions and stuff, I choose bias. And, you know, now that we've had you on, I have, I'm going to have a heavy bias towards you, but I grew up, I'm, I'm from Asheville, North Carolina. So I did you hear that, up, man? He hasn't I had a bias towards you until now. Well, no, I had before, but that. now, now yeah. it's like, it's going to be, it'd be hard if in that yeah, match. He needed me like, to give you guys the rub first. Yeah. So I, yeah. You gotta, yeah. Yeah, I gotta give to be able to take. Yeah. I'm a terrible no, tag be, partner. Be, I just be bury my fans. tag partner. <laughs> yeah, you do that. That's what we do around here. We throw each other under the bus. I didn't, yeah, it, it, that's fine. But no, I would love to see that match too. But I would be torn, man, because those are my those are my guys. I mean, I grew I kind of grew up with Cash. We've known each other for a long time. So, all but right. Well, you can make sure he gets this message then. I, I'm going to relay it to him, dude. I can't wait. Yeah, listen, no. they're very confident. They are. They they're are very something they don't lack. That's <laughs> no. no argument there. <laughs> I'll tell you what. On, on that end, though, is there anybody in the Impact locker room that Ooh. makes you want to say, "I need to get the hell out of here"? Either. Yeah, yeah, Moose. Oh, dude, right? Come on. That's not That's a real a belt. Answer. This guy can't get the job done. Can't win the world title. I guess I'll just bring my own. What? That's a moose. 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 <laughs> Could you effing imagine? Could you 
effing imagine someone wearing a Super Bowl ring when they never won a Super Bowl game? It's like uh, no, no. My, you know he, what? You know what? You know Falcons. what? He played for you know my what? Falcons. I'm not too. done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not uh, done. Keep going. Not Shoot done. on him. I'm not done. I'm not done. Never mind that. <laughs> Could you imagine walking up to Tom Brady with all his Super Bowl rings on his hands, and then you have your dumbass hand with the XFL championship ring that you didn't even win? And you're going to look him in the face and say you're a champion. That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. It's a defunct company and a belt you never won. I loved the uh, – just to go off of that, I loved what they did with EC3 because he seemed it, – it, it, to anybody that didn't understand the backstory, EC3 came off as the bad guy in that. But really, for all of the reasons that you just laid out so so bluntly and so easily to understand yeah ec3 was the good guy there because he was basically beating sense in the moose like dude be better than this you're embarrassing yourself but uh but yeah no i can i can see that and moose is somebody that's well traveled too so unfortunately that for you at least that might uh he might be somebody that could continue to pop up no matter where you go i mean that's true and look i can kind of blame it on myself um, I, I repopularized TNA, and now Moose is reaping the benefits of it. I guess I don't know. <laughs> what you, you what you created, you started. This, it's my, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your fault. But like, yeah, honestly, yeah, you have. <laughs> Think about it. Who off, who who yeah. else? Who else other than you and Josh? Who else off the just the top of your you know any wrestling fans' head when names that you think of when you come to Impact that are still in Impact that haven't you know that names that are people that have been in Impact for the past five years and didn't leave five six years ago you know it's you guys you guys are the the literally the ones that have been putting it on your back and have been really you know one of the the main if not one of the the top reasons to at week after week after week for people to come back if there is any reason uh and there's still a lot hey, look impact's still alive today they're not defunct uh despite covid and everything that that, that in and of itself creates um for yeah. problems uh and now they're in a better spot than maybe arguably than they've been maybe anywhere in the past five to ten years with uh just you know, the exposure that they're getting. So to, to, you know, to, to try to pretend that you're not directly responsible for at at least a big chunk of that as you, as you, I, I, that wasn't lost on me. I know what you did there. Look, 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 this is what I'll say this. I'll give you a little story. So uh, it was the night we won the tag team titles the first time. This was, it was like the night before or two nights before Slammiversary 2019 or 18. I can't remember, but, uh, so I tweet out a photo of the me holding the title. And the only thing I wrote in the tweet was a TNA chant. So whatever, tweet blows up. I come, I come to work the next day. It's a pay-per-view. We have to defend the belts in a three-way. I am getting in so much trouble. We're not TNA anymore. Why would you tweet that? Why did you post that? Why are you calling the company this? Blah, 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 blah. Then we fast forward a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, we're doing a TNA show at WrestleMania weekend. All of a sudden, 
There was a TNA special on Access TV that drew crazy ratings. <laughs> but I will never forget. Yeah. I will never forget how mad people were that I tweeted TNA. And in my mind, that's all I was saying was I'm a part of history and a part of history that I actually care about right. because I loved TNA as a fan. Sure. So I was just Same. paying homage to something that I loved and kind of like giving it value to people my age. Cause I mean, I'm not dumb. Like I understand that the stock of impact was going down and I was trying to be a part of it to bring it back up and attach it to this nostalgia that I knew hit home with people my age and people that were a fan of TNA in its heyday. And I wanted them to know, well, I work here now and I love this place. So I'm going to like go out of my way to make this belt mean what it did back then. And me and Josh did that. So now you have egg on your face, everyone that gave me a hard time. <laughs> yeah, you were ahead of your time, man. Look at you. Yeah. Always, what, am. always, always, always two am. steps Turn ahead. Turn the corner. Man. Ethan Page is there already are. there. And Beat when the when the whole point and the whole reason for the post to begin with, there's no malicious intent in it, and it was None. just something positive. None. It makes it that much harder to not want to throw it back in their face when much later after the criticism they're doing what you said to begin with and it's hard, from it. yeah and it's hard not to just like replay the moment without saying anything and be like should have called a meeting <laughs> had yeah. a meeting and talked to him about it yeah so hey. I, you I have totally internet you have impact yeah and uh and this is maybe the third or fourth time i've said this but obviously from a fan's perspective it means nothing but it, it sounds like that's a constant criticism of the old tna that too many people uh, weighing in on different things and giving their their opinions that just gets diluted down and then nothing makes sense where something that is such a bad I you know bad look that you get criticized for it a night after they put the title on you is something that the the whole company is getting behind and making a marketing strategy for the entire brand a few months later and I just I I don't even, I don't even want to it to be like a knock on them I just I genuinely think that there was such a negative taste and reaction to the thought of total nonstop action wrestling mm -hmm. and TNA that they were so afraid of even acknowledging it. And they, it was almost like if you pretend it's not there, people will forget about it. But I, I, I knew like I, I knew because I, my, my number one, like rule of, for anything that I do, any content I produce, anything that comes out of my mouth has to be authentic. I, I've been pitched so many ideas that probably would have made me money. I just didn't feel like it fit me as a person, me as a character, whatever. Uh, authenticity is number one. I love TNA. I, I, and I knew there was other people that did too. That's all I, like to me. I'm just, I wasn't afraid of being just like all this stuff back here. And the culture is changing of like, what's okay to like, say, I like that or what, it, what are you into or what your hobbies are? People were like, I guess, afraid of saying, I liked TNA. I am never afraid of speaking like what I enjoy, what I like, what I'm into. And TNA was one of those things. So I understood what they were so afraid of and what they were trying to protect and, and the image they were trying to change because they were, they were trying their best to make the company better. I just knew like, look guys, 
this is something I know fans like. So I'm just going to put myself out there and be like, I love TNA. And now I know people are going on impact plus watching old replays of stuff. And you see the flashback moments in the weekly episodes. And we were supposed to have, uh, like more TNA stuff and the event ended up getting canceled WrestleMania weekend. Um, and then obviously the TNA title getting interjected into the writing and the storyline. So it's not a dead brand anymore. It's kind of been like revived, but I just thought it'd be hilarious to tell that little story. Cause that's a good story. I, lo- I, love, bringing, <laughs> I love bringing it up. <laughs> that's good. I like that too. And, and it's one of those things where you, you know, you can see it from both points of view in the sense that I can totally understand the farm had of branding and marketing like i want to put a new spin on this so fans don't think that these are the same issues because you would be able right. to you know speak to this better than anyone does the company in t- the end of 2020 feel anything like the company that you you started with in 2017 oh no it's completely right. different like, so i can understand completely different yeah and i would understand how they want to make sure everyone knows that but you have so much gold like you're saying, buried in that time period that, you know, to just flush it all down the toilet is a a travesty. So, right. There's history uh, there. And like, I wanted people to know we were a part of that history and in the long run, it ended up paying off because we held the titles longer than any team in company history, including TNA Mm -hmm. and impact even acknowledged that those were the champions. So when they would talk about former impact champions, they would talk about former impact tag team champions, team 3d. They never wrestled for Impact. They wrestled for TNA, but that's a part of the history forever. So um, I'm proud of that, uh, definitely, especially being a fan. I'm smiling. TNA. I'm smiling so big <laughs> because it's like you're reading my mind. I was as you, right before you said Team 3D. I was going to ask, how do you think that Bully Ray feels about that and about that stat being, you know, in your favor? I mean, I'm sure it sucks. If that's another team, if they want to go, I'll go. Like it's. We're at the top of our game. We're one of the best tag teams in the world. Uh, rated number four, which I think is BS, but whatever. Uh, rated number four out of 50 in the PWI. I think it's available in newsstands either now or at the end of the year. But, um, yeah, we're one of the best teams in the world. They And teams like that, they had their time. I don't understand how people don't – I know one day I'm not going to wrestle anymore. I understand that. But I also understand right now I'm in the prime of my life and the prime of my career. So if anyone that's past their prime thinks that they're going to beat the North, they're out of their damn minds. <laughs> you know, that's a good point. At, at this stage in your career, because like I, I, like I said, and I'm hoping I'll say again before it's over, you're barely in your 30s. Yes. And at this point in your career, you're already such a brand name. Is it more important for the, the profile of work that you have yet to do? Is it more important for you to um, – to, to color that work with matches with people that have already been established stars that maybe you would, would be dream matches for you growing up? Or is it more important to you to seek out people that no one else knows that you know deep down? I can put out a match that, you know, I'm going to make everybody say, go online and find that because that's a good match. Both. Um, you need both. And you need both for the rest of your career. And you'll see how guys <sighs> – you'll see how guys have lasted so long in their wrestling careers because they do both. Um, I understand the value of having these big marquee matches and being elevated by teams like team 3d or um, teams like FTR or um, when we had our program with Sabu and RVD and impact, 
I, I, I know the value of that because I've personally seen it help grow my name and the weight of my name in professional wrestling and the value of it. So I know that, but then you have to talk about work rate and the ability to have these, uh, show stealing performances and pay-per-view match performances. You might need those younger, hungrier, riskier teams. Um, but I, I think it's, you need a balance. Uh, you need to find a balance between both. Yeah. To that end, is there anybody, either singles or a, a younger tag team that people don't really know about that, that you know is going to be uh, a name in people's mouths that you would love to have matches with? I mean, uh, we have wrestled Top Flight. They're new to AEW. Mm-hmm. And I think in a couple years, uh, and people hate hearing that because years sounds so long but they're very young. Like I want to say the one brother's not even 20 years ni- old. He's right. 19, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that, isn't so yeah. Uh, I, we wrestled them uh, mm-hmm. two, three times. We were supposed to have another one in Chicago. Um, I think those guys have chemistry like myself and Josh, uh, maybe even better because they're legitimately brothers. They grew up together. Um, I think in time they're going to have – some matches that people just can't even comprehend because of how in tune they are with each other, their timing. Uh, like I said, they're in sync and they're motivated and they're very creative. And when you have someone that's motivated and creative, they're going to force themselves to come up with things that nobody's ever seen before. And that's how you're going to catch people's attention. But I feel like once they get more comfortable in their own skin and more comfortable in like the presentation of themselves and just being in the ring and kind of more in the moment instead of maybe in their own heads. And this is a thing that I had to do personally too. So I understand the long process of it. They'll probably do it a lot quicker because of the position that they're in. But I think those guys are going to have like an amazing career as a tag team. Fair enough. Well, I wanted to uh, very, very quickly just hit on some of the major promotions and give uh, and see if I can get your uh, interpretation of, of certain people from each one, just to see what, what might happen if you land in that promotion? Now, I'll, I'll, I'll throw AEW at the table uh, because you've already mentioned it. If you, if you happen to end up in NXT, would you rather find yourself on the same side of the ring or the opposite side of the ring of people that you've been uh, familiar with in the past? Red Dragon, now known as Undisputed Era, specifically Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Well, if Josh isn't coming with me, I don't want to be doing any of that. Mm. You don't want to be facing them or you don't want to be in the ring with them at all one way or another? I mean, sure. Obviously, those you're talking about the top guys in the company. I'd love to mix it up with Undisputed Era. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to say no to that. But if you're talking about a tag match, who's going to be my partner? Oh, or even just. That's my my first thought. Um, So if I'm gunning for anyone that's there, it's Adam Cole, you know? Sure. Yeah. But I guess as far as – no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Cass. I was going to say, now, does something like that play into your decision for your future? Because, like, you might not have a have a say in, like, there's if they're going to put somebody in a tag, put you in a tag team in WWE or NXT, and, like, you have more of a freedom creatively with places like AEW and Impact where you can decide, like, I'm working as a tag team now. Or, I mean, do you worry about that? Because that's something that, like, you might not have a choice. Like, you like you said, I don't want to wrestle against them if Josh is my tag team partner. But if you sign there, like, they could just throw you in a tag team with somebody, whoever they decide to do. That's true. And obviously that's something I've thought about. But um, at the end of the day, like I was saying earlier, my number one priority is the money. 
Yeah. yeah. So if they want to look, if they if they want, sorry, I have to change headphones because my AirPods are dying. But that's fine. One second. He's gonna he's gonna pull a Krusty the Clown. Hopefully everything's all right. <laughs> they put a good. dump truck full of oh, money no, in my happened? house. Uh, I was just making second. a Simpsons quote. Don't worry, I was just filling airspace with uh, with Simpsons references. All right, sorry about the old school. Uh, That's fine. Got, I got, got it. it. <laughs> it's all good. Got these Same. wired. Can you believe I have a wire? We all do, man. It's no, I don't. I went out of my way to make sure I didn't have wires because I, know. I had one one day and it killed me. I know. Uh, sorry. So at the end of the day, I'm okay with, like, look, if I go to NXT and Triple H wants to call me Poo Poo Pete, I'm going to be the best Poo Poo Pete on the roster. I think that's a great wrestling name, by the way, and I'm so mad you did not pop. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> I like it. You can, that's gonna, you can get that over easily. Yeah. <laughs> I, if anyone kinda, could do it, it would be you. It yeah, seems my, so natural. <laughs> my, fi- my finisher would be the dump, and it would be oh, the uh, whoopee cushion. P, be the whoopee cushion off the top. Triple P? Oh, man. Three P, baby. Three P all day, I, son. I think I might have gave away where I'm going next. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, Please, that's not true at all. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we've done. People are going to run with that now. We'll, we'll have a little disclaimer that goes across the screen right now. Tri- Triple P, shaking hands with Triple H. Uh, um, breaking I, uh, on Slam. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, I, honestly, I'm game for everything because uh, that's my number one goal is yeah. making sure my family's set yeah, uh, for the next for couple that. of years. Yeah. And I've always um, tried my best. Eddie Kingston is a big uh, influence in my wrestling career, and he's always been a big pusher of it's not his show. He doesn't write the show. He's just there to do what his boss tells him. And I've tried my best to kind of use that philosophy in my career, and it's helped me with my mental state for sure (laughs) because you're really not in control of a lot. Sure. You got to let yourself go with stuff like that. And honestly, it makes you more valuable to any employer in literally any career field, whether it's wrestling or the service industry or the army, whatever you're doing, you know? Right. Yeah. So. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm very happy that I get to say things like that publicly because I feel a lot of my social media stuff and sometimes promos are very convincing and I, and uh, I'm always worried that impl- future or potential employers are like, Oh, that guy's such a dick or, Oh, that guy's really thinks that of himself or right. whatever. Yeah. It's like, relax, Mark. So I'm sorry that I got you too. But uh, like at the end of the day, we're all part of a show. We're all like trying to sell something or bring attention to something. So I never, ever, ever take weight in any kind of like, social media promotional stuff i in my old age i'm becoming a phone call person by the way barely 30 uh barely (laughs) but i but i felt that when you said it though because i'm the same way i like and Cass hates it because he tries to get a hold of me and i'll just like bury my phone for a day at a time Mm because i just don't like texting (laughs) well so so i it's not that it's like if i have something serious i I just want to hear the person's voice and i want them to hear the inflection in my voice and either the care or displeasure or whatever it is, Hmm. you can't really get that through text. And I feel like it just creates so many messes and miscommunications when something could be solved so easily. If you just took the time to actually have a conversation with somebody. Um, 
But yeah. It's so true, especially if there's any level of uh, of debate or, or hostility in what's being said. Because yeah, or disagreement. Anybody, right. Anybody reading that is automatically going to hear it in their head in the worst possible sense if that's yeah. what their mood is. But there's no way – like you said, there's no wiggle room for ambiguity if you're just speaking and you hear it how it's meant. Right, so. and there was there's literally instances where I'll, ha- I'll text something to Scott Demore, and the last sentence of the text is, please – do not read this in ignorant Julian voice. Please read this in happy, very happy Julian voice. <laughs> That's, I've done, I might have done that to you, Cass. I feel like I'll, I'll be in just the, the heat of the moment at no, work or whatever, and I'll send something quick, and then I'll read it later, and I'll be like, hey, man, just so you know, there was no heat in what I was saying. Like, sorry, yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? And I have to go back and reread it? Like, what? Yeah. No, 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 don't worry about that. But that's but. just because I'm a neurotic psychopath. But that's yeah, me, me too, bro. Me too. <laughs> Well, you were talking about social media. That that leads me to a question somebody asked that brought up. They wanted me to ask you, and it's it's a Twitter thing. One of our one of our uh, people sent in. They wanted to know if uh, what the deal was with blasting Jindala out on Twitter, and if that ever got resolved. I had to pull that up and read it. So that's yes, a, that's a, it did get resolved. Um, I get what was the deal? Um, it was a joke that went too far, that I personally thought went too far. Um, and Janella, uh, agreed with me in person and we shook hands and that it was settled. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. No, yeah, that was, that was something a quote. We, we were asking people to send in questions. That was one of the ones that I wanted to get to. I think we touched on most of the other ones, but that was one of the ones that was sent to us. Out yeah. Here, I, yeah, no, I, um, I have a lot of tolerance for like, I, I'm, I'll be the butt of everybody's joke. Um, but if you ever question my ability to like provide for my family or my value, when someone is t- sticking their hand in my pocket and stealing from me, uh, and then when I bring it up as an issue, uh, I don't want it to be thrown back in my face or like spit in my face. And at the end of the day, we're all men. So I knew that I was being taken advantage of for like a cheap pop or reaction on social media. So I just wanted Janella to know that at the end of the day, I'm twice his size and could knock him the fuck out. So he needs to either check himself or we're going to have to himself. We're going to, we're going to have to deal with it. But uh, at the end of the day, like we were friends, we still are friends, um, but we're also both men and I only have so much that I'm willing to put up with. And at that point I was not willing to put up with his bullshit. Uh, But again, resolved, all squashed, everything's good. Nice. We're good. That'll that'll make Jersey our readers people, happy. Am I right? Yeah. I'm from Philly, so I'm like yeah, literally across the bridge. But um, one question that I wanted to ask has nothing to do with wrestling at all. What are and I? It sounds stupid as I'm asking it because I can see right behind you. But what are some of your interests outside of wrestling, other than obviously everything you know, behind him? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, everything you see. Um, I love watching. Uh, girlfriends with my wife on netflix right now at night it's a great show great show um i like i'm a a big collector that kind of takes up most of my free time out of this but i would say my youtube page is like yeah probably the best like gauge of what i'm interested in and what i'm doing outside of wrestling um I, like i wear everything on my sleeve like you can tell i know i like martial arts movies karate man yeah. Uh, you could tell I like the Power Rangers, the Gimmick Rangers. 
Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I, it, to me, it's, uh, if you want to know anything about me, I pretty much have already put something online. With, yeah, just it. pay attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, yeah. 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 And you know, that's, that's a question that I've asked before. And, and the more interviews that I do, the more I realize that the, the best interviews are the people that really don't have a good answer for that specific question, because you're, you're somebody whose whole life, everything you do is in your work one way or another. Everything you do is geared towards where you're moving tomorrow. And you don't really necessarily have time to, other than the time that you put into being a husband and a father, you don't really have time to sit around and have hobbies that aren't going to produce financial benefit for you and your family. The, so. Right there is that last quote. Mm. Uh, I used to be obsessed with this cell phone game, it was like a Disney something on my phone, mm-hmm. and you like fight, oh, whatever. Anyways, it was a phone game. I know which game I you're would, talking about. Sadly I, enough, I'm like, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? It's called? the one where it's like you have all the characters and they Kingdom Hearts. No, no. Oh, um, you no, know what? Um, I'm gonna pull it up because it deserves a shout out because I really like. I know it. the game you're talking about because I saw the advertisement all the time during my Star Wars game that I was yes, playing. Disney Galaxy Heroes. Heroes. It's called Disney Heroes because it's Galaxy of Heroes. Disney Heroes, same thing. Yep, so it's called gotcha. Disney Heroes. I have put some money into this game. Mm. It's a uh, freemium. Those yes. games. Oh God. But I haven't opened it in six to seven months. Uh, and I was thinking about this either last night or the night before. And I was like, I wonder why, because I was genuinely obsessed. If the fact that I have my credit card connected to it right. for reasons of buying this and that, yeah. um, I, it's, it's a time it's it's time that I'll never get back mm. and it's something that's not going to benefit me other than a distraction so right now I just try and distract myself with work and I enjoy my work so much that it's not a burden so like people are like well how do you make all these videos that's fun for me yeah. So like to make the gimmick ranger videos, like I, I'm, I, I have to be the actor for all the roles. I have to edit, I have to edit everything on a green screen. You guys saw me take it. I saw your green screen earlier. Yeah. I was about to compliment you on that. It's it's literally like this tiny, tiny, tiny room. Like it's, I'm not, there's no studio. I don't have like room to do jumping spin kicks. Like, Hey, Faye, bro. Hey, Faye. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody would have known. (laughs) You're in, you're visiting the satellite studio. (laughs) No, I I want people to know what they're capable of doing. If, if they actually put the effort into it, like people have to understand that these videos are not high produced money spend. Like it's, there's no budget. It's that green sheet and an Amazon light that I spent $20 on that I'm using for this just to make my skin look clear. Uh, that's it. And YouTube tutorials and like layering things so that it actually like looks professional and that I can actually trick people into thinking that this is like a high budget, whatever. But uh, yeah, you could do anything. If you really want to, you could do anything. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I love, I, I love all of what you just said. You could have kept going for a half hour on that tangent, and I would have been totally happy to listen to it. Uh, the one thing that you mentioned about the Disney Heroes game, though, it's almost like it's bittersweet when you're sitting there in that moment that you were talking about where you were like, oh, I haven't been on in seven months. I wonder why that is. And then you realize why. It's bittersweet because you're kicking yourself for the amount of time and money that you can't get back that you spent. But at the same time, it's 
almost like you're giving yourself a pat on the back because you just had that little brief epiphany where you can quantify the personal growth that you had in that seven months where that's no longer an appetite for you that you need to dedicate time to because you're too busy worrying about more productive stuff, you know? And uh, just it, like I had a similar situation that was along those lines. It's like, oh, I haven't picked this up in months. And then I was like, ah, oh, I feel good that I haven't picked it. I've been too busy to pick this up in months, you know? So sure. it's, it's, uh, it's a good feeling. And, and I'm very, very happy to see that uh, somebody that it seems like just such a genuinely good person as you is about to get the financial reward for all of that drive that you've been putting in for such a long period. Well, thank um, you, man. I appreciate oh, of course. it. And I'm yeah, like a big psycho when it comes to, I guess, uh, tracking my career. Like, uh, I have a book that I like write in every single Sunday where like I'll mark down all of my social media accounts, everything that I have, all my projects, what my videos like get for views, uh, on certain platforms. It's all pretty much all my stats. I'm sure I am positive. There's a way of tracking this online but yeah, there's I online ways of monitoring analytics I this is something I have to know for doing the website stuff you can yeah but sure I, there must be what you got to do you got to do what you're doing it's just how you do it everybody it, has their own method but you I, need to exactly stuff. You I have to, to. and I have to follow other talent mm -hmm. I need to know who's growing why they're growing what they're doing compared to me and I'm sure there's websites for that too but I I'm like a psycho like i obsess over if i have a goal that's it get the get the hell out of my way like i'm gonna find a way to kind of make this happen and a big thing for me uh was passing moose on twitter because he was he's like the prized wrestler mm -hmm. like you see how he gets treated on our show he's in a lot of segments he's one of the top guys um, I'm sure he's paid handsomely. So I wanted to make sure that I was presented in a way that was either equal or better than, and I wanted to have what he had to offer the company when it came time to negotiate, which is right now. So I needed to pass him. So I tracked his social media, my social media, the whole entire company's social media uh, to see who, <coughs> who was doing what and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see the payoff at the end of this year too, because I've noticed um, the trajectory of my career over the last, I started writing things down in February of 2019. So we're going around two years now um, and I'm hoping to hit certain numbers before the end of the year. But other than that, I'm very proud of what I've been able to accomplish. Sure, man. And it's, uh, you know, in anything, not just wrestling, it's, it's a combination of uh, working hard and working smart. And it's a good balance of both. And by putting in that type of work that you're saying and being so neurotic, you're already putting yourself ahead of everybody that's working hard because you're working like to a sickly level of hard. And I don't say that, you know, to, in a, in a uh, mean way, because I'm the same way uh, with my own work. And I feel like sometimes it's almost to my own detriment, but at the end of the day, it pushes you past all those other people. And then you're obviously working smart because look at what you've already done, you know? So you're making all the right moves. I, uh, I got off a, a topic that I wanted to, to get back to real quick, if possible. Now we mentioned, if you happen to land in NXT, how would you feel about Red Dragon? If you happen to land in Ring of Honor at all, at any point, either part-time or, or full-time, uh, how do you feel about one of my personal favorites, uh, the Mecca, Brian Johnson? Are you aware of his work and, and would you uh, 
do you feel that, you know, you, you could have good chemistry with them? I think, well, I feel like I could have good chemistry with uh, anybody. Um, I, he calls a lot of people out on social media. I've noticed. Um, so those are the kind of guys I like mixing up with because they're involved in their work and, uh, they go out of their way to generate either interest or content or whatever it is. Um, but if we're talking about ring of honor, I feel there was a missed opportunity to have an interaction with EC3 and Ethan page, um, which you can see on my vlog. We have some interactions there uh, and I enjoyed that, but I feel like in a professional wrestling setting, in a promo battle in a cinematic style. Um, I think the two of us would have amazing uh, creativity and we'd be able to do something very special. Um, I also have, you know, a dream of the North versus the Briscoe brothers. The Briscoe brothers are one of my favorite tag teams of all time. They're a tag team that I idolized as a fan. And now as a performer, I understand the level of skill that those two guys have uh, when it comes to being a team. And um, they did very basic things in their matches that people, if you talk like, when you talk about like exciting wrestling, you're not talking about a double shoulder tackle, but the crowd would go nuts when the Briscoes do the double shoulder mm -hmm. tackle. And that would start a man up chant or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. Yeah. I would use that as arguments when it would come to me and Josh for doing our very simple stuff. Like we have a very simple tag team move where Josh will whip the per partner out of our corner and whip him back to himself to knee him and set him up for my running shoulder tackle. It's very simple moves. We would do that every single match. It's a very simple tag move. And the Briscoes, like I would look to those guys and say like, look, these guys were having five star tag matches, in my opinion, these main event level style tag matches, but they would sprinkle in very basic traditional wrestling and no one would question it because of how well it was executed and how smooth they did it as a team. And I wanted that same kind of vibe and feel when it came to the North. So uh, I, I love the Briscoes. I wish. And at the end of the day, I, I would think that's one of the top goals for any in-ring competitor is to get the maximum amount of uh, reaction from the fans for the minimum amount of physical uh, effort having to put in and, and risk to your body. And, you know, that's the, the easiest way to avoid burning out. Somebody like Chris Jericho is still killing it in his mid forties and his finisher right now is just, he doesn't even have to bend his knees, you know? Right. So, hey, He'll knock somebody out with that thing, though. No. Right. Yeah. Uh, or our, our, I mean, everybody's boy, The Rock. Um, but the people's elbow, elbow, you know? Yeah, so I uh, I personally, though, honestly, would, would love to see you at some point uh, jump back into an ROH ring because I would love to think that yours is going to be the type of career where you're going to be able to continue to call your shots from here on out and ring of honor seems like it's the type of company that um, allows itself to have people come in and out. So you can be there without really necessarily tying your career down to it. And with, uh, I think this whole COVID thing really hit ROH maybe more than anybody else. Cause they just had to shut down production for so long. Mm -hmm. So right now, I think from a timing standpoint, ring of honor really needs Ethan page and everything that you could provide uh, um, for, 
not just in the ring, not just on the mic for a multitude of reasons. Uh, so personally, from a fan perspective, I would love to, to see that happen uh, because it, it wouldn't if, – if it could also mean that you could still, you know, dip your toes in the other areas. Um, but I don't know. How about you, Cass? Do you have a preference for the man? As if, if we're he talking gives about music <laughs> up, I, I want to see you and Darby again, like that evolve, uh, mm. like you guys didn't evolve. Because one of my favorite things, too, is how they – feature that in that vice documentary the wrestlers mm-hmm. yeah uh, that was i love that and like that was that i would like to see more of you guys work because that feud, well, I think, was one of those long storytelling ones that had a good payoff and it's just a good it was just a good program so i'd like to see some more of that myself but i will say i still have nagging injuries and i'm sure he, i'm sure yeah. i'm sure he definitely does too uh from those matches it was his arm wasn't it that he broke his elbow with a shovel elbow. yeah so, uh, hey, dude, man, <laughs> we we did have an interaction um, with each other at an independent uh, in his hometown. Available on my YouTube page, you can check that out. Uh, honestly, if you just search Ethan Page, Darby yeah. Allen, uh, it should pop up. Where he pranked the living hell out of me and got one of his friends to pretend to be a hitchhiker, and uh, during the drive started talking about stabbing me and having knives and selling drugs. Anyways, it was the scariest. <laughs> I There was a moment where I took my seatbelt off and I turned around and stared at him and I was ready to legitimately either hope my life didn't end or kill this dude. Cause I, anyways, whatever. Yeah. Go, out of, go out of your way to check it out. Cause you got a uh, fat boy now. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> it's probably at the moment. That's probably all running through your head. All I'm thinking about is I, I, and I want to say either they showed me a video or I saw a video a couple days before or a week before um, of a cab driver getting stabbed through the seat. Like, and I, all I'm thinking of is this guy sitting directly behind me yeah, saying all this crazy stuff. So I'm freaking out. Yeah. Like my, I, I can't sit still. So yeah, but uh, we had an interaction. It was the la- the last thing we did together was at an independent show, and um, it was cool to be able to cross paths with him while yeah. I was in Impact and while he was in AEW. The Indies were kind of like the Wild West at the time while they were still running mm-hmm. hot. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm ready to go back into something like that. That yeah. uh, that physically demanding one because that looked grueling. It really <laughs> did look. That's a brutal match, man. I have I have a lot of respect for him, uh, almost too much. But I I don't know if I could take another loss to him. So for me, I think uh, if that were to ever happen, it would not end well for either of us. Sure. Nice. And, you know, it seems – and obviously you're paying attention to what everybody says on social media about you, and you keep your, your ears and your eyes uh, tuned to everything. It seems like the Darby Allen feud is one that – is a fan favorite um, that a lot of fans are asking for. But the beauty of that is as young as you are, and again, you're barely in your thirties. He's younger than you are. So that's something that, you know, we could table that. It's not like a sting versus undertaker dream scenario where, Oh, if we don't do it now, it'll never happen. So let's push it. We could revisit this 10 years from now. Oh, 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 no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. You, you listen. You want me to be forty-one, dealing with this guy, jumping? You say off that like forty-one's old. I'm like thirty. No, no. You were giving me shit for saying thirty-seven was old, and I like using forty-one is like that's an old. Thing. I have a question. 
at 37 years old right now in your current life no do you want darby allen jumping off a ladder through a table no 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 and neither do i i don't i i i I wouldn't want to deal with that now no sure but you know hey if we're gonna do it let's do it now right if i uh if i could respectfully disagree with you here i only say that chris jericho at 35 didn't need to do it for the money didn't need to do it for the career and on the trajectory that you're going based on what you've already done i would think that from a financial and from a career retrospective standpoint when you're in your mid-30s you don't have to stay in the ring for any purpose like that either but that doesn't necessarily mean that you won't because oh. if you do it as well as you can and if you're as good as it at good at it as you are then there you're going to have a lot to produce and a lot of benefit to give to the wrestling industry for 10 20 maybe not in the ring but 30 40 years down the line and uh, whoever whoever scoops you up in the uh, upcoming year is definitely getting you at a bargain at any rate but i just looked at the time and i realized we've been chatting your ear off for like an hour and a half now so i apologize it really didn't i say this too often but it it went so fast i didn't even look at the clock until then uh so i had no idea no apology needed um i'm excited for what's to come um i'm excited to know that i at least i feel i'll have a career in wrestling uh after the ring um, I'm going out of my way to make sure that that's something that people understand as an option that, that I have value in either booking, writing, video editing, promo producing, uh, producing matches. What I've, I've done every, every job I've worn every hat in professional wrestling. So I think, uh, for what's coming in 2021 is going to be exciting for everyone. I'm excited for everyone to find out what's happening. Um, more so just follow what's, going on follow the fun just keep your eyes on ethan page because it's going to be interesting and uh yeah this is just the beginning i know it <laughs> i uh, good big thing is coming for you man i i definitely feel that and i'm not just trying to blow some smoke up your ass man you're this is a big interview i'm really happy you did this for us because i i think you're gonna be the next just next year's gonna be huge for you man you're on Thank the verge you, of breaking out so I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Very much. We usually ask one uh, one last random question, but we've kept you for so long that I'm actually gonna use this as Scrap a way. After to... random question. Uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tease you and use it as a way to possibly lure you back. So I'm gonna wrap it up here and on the air give you an open invitation to come back on any, even though you will probably never be this free again. Um, <laughs> uh, a, uh, if you ever, you always have an open door to come back onto the show and allow us to get the rub from you whenever you're free. We do pay-per-view prediction shows and we would love to have you on as a guest whenever you're free, but please, please, please apologize to your family from us for keeping you from them for so long on a rare day that you have at home. Uh, and thank you dude so much for coming on. Uh, we're going to be so excited to see where you, where you uh, land and who scoops you up. And, and honestly, the, the way that the rest of the year ends up for you. And, uh, and it's good to see that, that you and Josh are cool, no matter what's, what we see on TV. No matter what. And I also want fans to know, um, no matter what happens next year, I will fight uh, with every ounce of me to keep as much of me that I can. Um, 
I've always been a person that's gone out of his way to produce anything myself um, instead of kind of wait for someone else to do it for me. Uh, my first action figure is coming out, Figure Toy Company. I have another action figure coming out with a completely different company. I can't even discuss that yet, but it's going awesome. to be awesome. I have wrestling buddies available, new ones coming out. Um, there, I will always go out of my way to produce things for my fans, and I never want to lose that um, authenticity. Uh, so if you're a supporter of mine and you're worried, please don't worry. You're, you're going to get everything that I've put into uh, what I've been presenting this year. You're going to get it maybe even two times more next year. Cause I'll be able to either have the time or the finances to invest in me. Uh, since everyone has been investing in me all, all year, I'll make sure I put back into it too. So thank you guys so much. And I'm excited for everyone to find out what's happening in 2021. Thank you, awesome. man. If you don't already, make sure you follow him on Twitter at official EGO. And uh, also you can catch all of his awesome merch at uh, playbyjulian.com. Uh, we mentioned your YouTube page is uh, backslash Ethan page vlog, correct? Yep. Yep. And all, all that right. stuff is linked on the website too. So awesome. Playbyjulian.com, uh, best way to find everything you need. And uh, again, you can catch all the links in the, in the description. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dom underscore Malin. Catch Cass at C-A-S-S-H-O-O-O-L-E. You can catch us at Body Slam underscore pod. And also the big kahuna, Body Slam net at Body Slam dot. And uh, if you don't mind, Joe, hey, you are more than welcome to join us. But if you're not oh, that oh, corny, you can ready? just sit back while we take you out with our award-winning outro. I'll, I'll enjoy the show. The push. All right, man. Thanks, Ethan.